Hello, it's the 10th of March 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonyero. Our first story this morning. The Women's League of the Democratic Party has asked Internal Affairs Minister JJ Odon to cross-check the abduction list he presented before Parliament, saying it has ghosts. During the weekly press conference at City House, the Women's League mobilizer Sharon Adong said the list as presented had inaccuracies where some suspects are on charges of land grabbing. Meanwhile, Adong says the party did not honor the Women's Day celebrations because a number of women are still dying while giving birth due to absence of adequate medical attention. If you're saying enough, dear Ugandans, you'll ideally agree with us, the women of the Democratic Party, that it wasn't due for us to celebrate the International Women's Day. Because if up to now we are still having these health sectors in such a state and many women are still dying, do we really have anything to celebrate? No. Let's see what's happening in sports. FUFA President Engineer Moses Magogo has given 14.6 million shillings to each of the Uganda Hippos players and officials as a token of appreciation for reaching the under-20 Afghan finals as their maiden appearance. The under-20 side lost to Ghana by 2-0 in the finals played in Mauritania on Saturday. The team is back in the country and has been hosted by the Federation to a breakfast at Imperial Golf View Hotel in Entebbe. Meanwhile, the Minister of Health is set to start vaccination against COVID-19 after receiving 964,000 doses. Among the first batch of frontline workers to be vaccinated include the health workers who will be vaccinated from 11th to 15th of this month and from 16th to 19th. Teachers and lecturers will be vaccinated. The Minister of Health, Dr. Jane Ruth Acheng, says the vaccination will be conducted at all health centre 3s, 4s and regional hospitals from 8am to midday. Beneficiaries will be identified using their national identity cards or any other identification documents like driving permits, refugee identity cards, work permits and passports. Other means will be use of local council leaders or village health teams. In the case of unregistered citizens, a guarantor's identity, that is preferably the next of kin, the local council one or the village health team whose mobile phone, phone contact is available will be required before vaccination is done. In Parliament, Members of the House have tasked the government to explain why Kenya has blocked maize from Uganda from their market. This comes after the Kenyan government last week banned the importation of maize from Uganda and Tanzania, citing an increase in aflatoxins-related diseases. The matter has been brought to Parliament by the Busia Municipality Member of Parliament, Geoffrey Macho, who noted that such trade barriers compromise business activities. But I'll speak on my prayer. Uganda government should be with immediate effect ban the imports of Kenya agriculture products like Irish potato from Kericho, carrots, ahero, rice and mangoes because they use more toxic fertilizers than Uganda. Other members question the purpose of the East African integration, yet some countries ban commodities from member states, citing Kenya, which started with a ban on Ugandan milk eggs and now maize. Because it's not the first time we had the issue of milk, we had the eggs, the minister came here, they would always come here and give some half 
information in the issue of sugarcane, now it has reached maize. Why shouldn't we run away from this marriage of East African integration since we are not benefiting? I thank you. Actually, Madam Speaker, actually from today, I think I'll not be singing the, uh, the East African anthem unless the thing is sorted out. This has prompted the Speaker to demand that the government gives a statement tomorrow. Honour members, let us have an answer tomorrow from the government, whether from the General Moses Ali, Deputy Prime Minister, or the Minister of Agriculture or Minister of Trade. Someone must come here and tell us what, what we are going to do, because I think the government has let us down by allowing our neighbours, three administrators. Also, Kampala Lord Mayor Elias Lukwago has expressed the need for collecting data for vehicles and border border motorcycles in Kampala for proper planning. This follows a report released by KCCA indicating that every year over 1.3 million Ugandans perish in road traffic accidents affecting mostly pedestrians. While launching the road safety strategy plan for 2021-2030, Lukwago raised the need to know the number of vehicles and border borders to help in policy formulation and monitoring. We do not have complete data on the vehicles we have in the Kampala here, including the border borders. It's just an assumption. Somebody will tell you in the Kampala, maybe border borders are in a region of 200 to 250,000. Nobody is sure how many we have. We need to capture all that data to guide us in our police formulation. And a survey in Kwania district shows that 1,476 girls aged between 12 and 16 years either conceived or were married off between January and August last year. The probation department says the numbers were obtained from health facilities where the underage girls had visited for antenatal services. Of the 1,476 cases, 974 were aged 16 years, while 502 were cases of early marriages reported to the police. Apache District registered 1,103 cases of teenage pregnancies and early marriages within a space of only six months. In Kole, Oyam and other districts in Laon region, cases of teenage pregnancies have also gone high. Kole District Chairperson Betty Akolinam says the problem has mostly affected girls in the rural schools and those from poor families who cannot afford the cost who cannot afford the cost of sanitary pads. Nelson Adea, the Oyam District Chairperson, says lack of sanitary towels has also led to the high number of school dropout rates. Apache District Vice Chairperson Asante Odon is demanding the intervention of government on the matter. Odon wants the government to consider allocating funds for securing sanitary towels in schools since most parents cannot afford the cost of buying them. Kenny Auma, the Kwania District Woman Member of Parliament-elect, says the teenagers are exposed to high risks of maternal death and calls on parents to step up their responsibility of providing for and taking care of their children. As a member of Parliament for Women, we want to encourage all the girls who are out there and the parents, most especially women, to talk to the young girls to at least endure all the challenges that amidst them. We have our girls there who lack so many things. Those ones who are pregnant, they should give them a second chance. We produce those kids and then they go back to school. So the parents who are out there, let us encourage our girls. Let us give them all the support they need. A similar survey in Soroti showed that over 3,000 girls had conceived last year. The high levels of early pregnancy have been attributed to the year-long lockdown because of the COVID-19 pandemic that saw schools closed. 
In Katakui district, youth have failed to repay over 870 million shillings received from the Youth Livelihood Program in the past five financial years. About 121 youth groups with total beneficiaries of 1,233 youth benefited from the funds of which 596 were male and 635 were female. The Youth Livelihood Program is designed as one of the interventions of the government in response to the high unemployment and poverty among the youth in the country. Cabinet and Parliament approved a budget of 265 billion shillings for the first five years of implementation between 2013 to 2014 and then 2017 to 2018. Stephen Philip Opio, the Senior Community Development Officer of Katakui District, noted that the youth have managed to repay only 120 million shillings out of the 991.6 million shillings that was received since 2013 to 2014. According to him, the government halted financing the program in the district for one and a half years due to the delay by the youth to repay the funds. We also have the Youth Livelihood Program, where the government has supported to a tune of 991 million, 678,017 shillings. We had some um, operational challenges and so on, um, whereby youth, you know, these are a dynamic category of persons to deal with, but they were able to, to pay back 132 million, 737,000. That we hope that will give back to, to other youth groups. These are 121 groups. The total beneficiaries are 1,233, 596 males and 635 females. Going west, authorities in Kasese district challenged the government to start implementation of the Wildlife Act, which was recently assented to by the president. The new law allows for compensation of damages caused during the human-wildlife conflict. This follows an incident where a stray elephant from Queen Elizabeth National Park killed a 60-year-old man. Godfrey Dembe Kasozi, the Karusanda sub-county district councillor, said as leaders they have on several occasions engaged the Uganda Wildlife Authority about the Wildlife Act, but nothing much has been done. Dembe wants the government to compensate the family members of the deceased since it is provided for in the law. Bashil Hanji, the Uganda Wildlife Authority spokesperson, said that much as the Wildlife Act was passed into law, there are currently no regulations to guide the compensation process, adding that they are currently in the process of developing the regulations. He further explains that the regulations will establish structures that are supposed to implement the compensation. With that, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakoanyero.